Hello. Hey, Frank. Hi. We we basically just did a whole episode. <laughs> we did a whole show. Uh, we need a BTS. We need some uh, some B-reel of, uh, of the show. Uh, some stuff you shouldn't hear recorded. <laughs> <for. laughs> Ex, uh, exceptional company. Um, welcome back to Frank and Eric. It's, um, it's October 29th, 28th. It's yeah. Halloween weekend. Yeah. One of my favorite weekends of the year, I have to say. I love it. Yeah, it's a very spooky <laughs> time of year, is it not? It's a Friday night. It's extra spooky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, is today Friday? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Time flies when you're time doing flies. absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I'm very excited for uh, going to a Halloween house party tomorrow, a costume party. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't gone to a house party in years. You're welcome to come. I'm going to be out of town. Well, too bad. <clears throat> you should is have a party it, at your place. Is it a, a party full of 40-year-olds? You know, I think so. I think there are going to be some 40-year-olds there. Okay. So I'm going to wear my skeleton bodysuit that I always wear. I don't think I want to party with people my age. I want no. to hang out with some, you know, some like young people. So at work, we were talking about the idea of people who rage being middle-aged, <laughs> which is now the theme of this podcast. <laughs> sure. It's is. a middle-aged self-help comedy podcast. Yeah. Um, and how the moment that you realize you're not cool. I'm sure we've talked about this to some degree, but I have a pretty clear moment for myself. Is it when you just picked up that guitar and put it on your, (laughs) (laughs) across your thigh? So I I keep this, I have acoustic guitar that Eric gave me actually. Big body boy. Um, I keep it near my desk and um, I sometimes I'll noodle around a little bit between meetings. Yeah. And I was like, oh, uh, the meeting started and I'm already, I had the guitar on my left. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just, (laughs) I was just playing Thunder Road. Excuse me. Oh, sorry. I was just playing Smooth by Santana. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but, but anyway, this is somewhat related. Um, but I was in a meeting with two uh, younger team members uh, at work. And I, uh, I don't know. I try to think about what I say in professional settings. It's probably a good idea. Yeah, a good idea. And, um, and we were about to start a meeting and I was like, you know, we're kind of chit chatting before the meeting started. And I was like, we know, let's go. But I said, all right, you guys ready to rock? And they gave me this look like, what? What'd you say? Old, what'd you say? Old guy? <laughs> ready to rock? Oh, yikes. Yeah. And that is a real, uh, 40 year old dude saying 40 year old, like rocker white dude saying, yeah, you guys ready to rock. <laughs> Huh, junior staffers, you ready to rock on this graphic design right now? What would they say? Fuck that if I know. Cool. They'd be like, um, "Hello, hello, um, all inclusive peoples, are you ready to start a project?" I don't know. What they'd say, "Yeah." Wow. Um, yeah. I. Um, <clears throat> this is definitely the podcast uh, that is not aging gracefully. This is uh, the middle-aged. Breakdown hour with <laughs> Frank and Eric. Yeah, um, you know I was looking at Instagram the other day because I am already a bad idea. Fully back in. Already I, a bad idea. I am because yeah, you were like, I hate this place. I'm not going to do it anymore. It I, sucks. I deleted Instagram. Yeah. It was gone for like a year off my phone. And why did you delete it? Uh, I just couldn't. I, you felt bad about it, yourself. Yeah, it just made me feel bad about yeah. myself. You know, you tumble down that rabbit hole yeah. of just you know. 
it's it, and also uh, the compulsion. Yeah, you know, in a, like it even, just rots your brain. Sometimes I'm just not feeling anything. I'm just scrolling. Yep. I'm like, what am I looking at? Yep. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's I, a fucking bleak experience. Just like automation. I'm I'm doing this just because I know I'm I'm trained to do it. Yeah, I'm just trying from. to get just get a little of that dopamine, yep. hit, man. Just yep. give me a little. And it, it's so hard to get. Yeah, it's near impossible. Yeah, I mean, I'm so like that 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 gland in my brain is so calloused over. <laughs> I gotta see something intense. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so. Um, so, I don't even know what it, I don't want to know what it is that makes that work for you. To yeah, be I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't even know what, <laughs> what lights that up anymore. I was just a sidebar. I was watching a TikTok review, uh, Roger and Ebert reviewing Freddie got fingered, the Tom green movie. <laughs> yeah. And boy, did they dislike it? I'll bet. <laughs> they, they called it a vomitorium of, I don't know what, like, uh, they used, they used the R word to describe, uh, Tom, Tom green though. Wow. Yeah. Yikes! That doesn't that doesn't uh, it's not hold up. Yeah, no. Uh, I love that movie. Yeah, it was a hard watch. So, <laughs> I've never seen it. I don't have never <clears throat> much desire to see it. But there was a scene apparently where Tom Green pulls a, a baby out of a woman's body. Yeah, while she's in labor and whips it around by the umbilical cord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I need to see that. I think that there is something interesting about the fact that it was made. You know what I mean? Like, like from an sure. art, he was so popular at the time though. So popular, but like, uh, so popular, but just sort of this like unknown quantity. And so they, they were like, we gotta, we, I mean, this guy is a star. We're going to give him a movie. Mm-hmm. And he wrote this fucking nonsensical movie that has these like, I mean, there's good little comedic set pieces in it, you know, like, uh, daddy, would you like some sausage? Cause, and that cause that's thing? all he does. That's his whole thing. Yeah. So he's kind of like tapes them together. <clears throat> Yes, yeah. uh, but it's it like when you're seeing them rapid fire like that, it's like it's really disturbing. Yeah, it's fun. You know? <laughs> I don't think you would like it. Yeah, would you rewatch it now? I have. I think I <laughs> I think I rewatched it like a couple years ago. I mean, I like gross humor. Yeah, I like extreme humor. <clears throat> it's it, you know what it is. It sort of has the. Um, I think the reason <clears throat> that it 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 has the like patina if you will of a uh like teen like that like a, a late 90s early aughts comedy like a road trip which yeah, he's also right. in yeah <clears throat> like which is good it's funny yeah it, it sort of looks like it's about that budget it yeah. has yeah. you know tom green and the the other guy from isn't the other guy from or no the one guy from american pie is in it no he idea. plays the brother he plays freddie but anyway uh but it's like written with this like really kind of like sinister, surreal sense of humor where it's like, oh my God, like it doesn't make you laugh. It makes it's, you uncomfortable. It's like aggressively crass. Yes. Which I, I mean, again, I don't mind that kind of humor, but something about him, there's nothing clever about it. Yeah. I don't know. I really like him. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing now, but. He, uh, he became like a, a stand-up, like he totally committed himself to being a like oh. stand-up comedian, and then um, started <clears throat> started vlogging a lot. Mm. And he was living in this giant mansion in Hollywood that he, I guess he bought with his money from. Yeah, making, you know, he was in like Charlie's Angels and shit like that. Like yeah. he probably made a lot of money in in that era. Sure, 
Um, but he was living in this giant mansion and like recording himself making like beats and stuff. Like he's really into rap. He apparently before he had a TV show on MTV back in the day, he was in a Canadian rap group that had, that was signed to a major label. Okay. So he's like, he's got a whole thing, you know? Like yeah, he, yeah. So he was doing that. And, um, and then he had some kind of realization that he didn't want to be in LA anymore. And he bought a farm in Canada and like moved there Cool. and lives there and is like trying to get back to being a normal person and stuff. Well, it's funny you say like, you know, he had this whole thing like he, you know, Oh, I can fall back on my nineties Canadian rap group. Yeah. Like if you were never famous, if nobody ever appreciated you for who you are, which is most people, you'd never think, Oh, I, I don't know what that would be like. <laughs> I, you wouldn't be like, Oh, there's that dumb thing I used to do when I was 18. I can fall back on that. Well, I don't think he was falling back on it. He was like, this has always been a hobby of mine. And sure. I'm just like doing this. And you know, it's, since it's like the internet and we stream everything. But he thinks like, like people might pay money for it. I don't know if you, uh, I don't think he was doing it for money, but I do think he was like, it was all part of building his brand so that people will come well, sure. see him do stand up. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I also, I mean, I'm sure that's something he could, you could subscribe to, right? Probably. Subscribe to his newsletter or his vlog or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. It's all a little long winded. It's, it's all a little too much of a middle aged guy finding himself and who needs more of that? We don't know yeah. what that's like. <laughs> hey, oh, can I get a sound effect? Bada bing. Um, what do I got here? Uh, I got a boner. No, that's not the one. That's not the one. Yeah. Um, I was on Instagram the other day and uh, I was, you know, looking through uh, everyone's stories. Yep, as we do. Um, and you know, those are stupid. There's nothing of value in there ever, but you compulsively, uh, <laughs> dog just cocked up a loogie. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he's trying to eat this, fl- uh, leaf. That's why don't right. eat that buddy. Um, he did puke a huge, like, uh, uh, hamburger amount of, uh, dog food there day when I was leaving for work. It sucked. Anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, one of my dogs had diarrhea today. Uh, so um, somebody had a meme. Somebody posted a meme in their, yeah, I love in their a meme. story, yeah. and it said, <clears throat> it said, uh, the person who posted this captioned it, said, attention white guys. Okay. And the meme said, uh, I almost started a podcast, but I went to therapy instead. Oof. It's working out great for me. Fuck off. And I got news for you. <laughs> Person who shot that one over the bow of my uh-huh. ship. You think I don't know that was aimed at me? Guess what? <laughs> I fired my shrink this week. <laughs> um, you, this is a friend of yours? Uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm guessing they're not male. Nope. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do both, man. I double fist it. Do the podcast, do the therapy. It's great. <laughs> It all works out for me. I was doing the therapy for a couple of weeks there and then uh, I'm out. Yeah. Um, so you were saying something about being 40, being middle-aged. Yes. You were making a point before we got off the Tom Green R word. Uh, I don't know what my point was. I think just being mm. old, you know, we're, we're on, you were saying that we're, <clears throat> this podcast is about being middle-aged. Um, <laughs> and that's... <laughs> it's basically an investigation into middle-aged. In this episode, we will be reviewing <laughs> being middle-aged. Yes. It fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. Okay? I was looking at that show, um, which I've never seen, 30-somethings? 
thirty somethings. You aware of that? Have that I is? seen that? It's, it was like a sitcom in the oh, 90s. 30 something. 30 something. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And I remember thinking these people are so impossibly old and boring. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they're 30. They're like 32. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm I, like, who gives a fuck about what people <laughs> in their 30s are doing? Exactly. You're not hot anymore. You're just sad. <laughs> um, and now uh, it'd be funny to see that now. You know, it'd be like a couple of dudes just like, partying or like doing nothing yeah it would be like people like five guys in tech making a shitload of money like riding a fucking scooter to work or something yeah or Jesus like a, Christ. or you know it, it would be interesting to do 30 somethings in different areas yeah. you know here i'm pitching my show so you it follows different 30 somethings in different ge- geographic areas so there's one in new york and he he's a twitch streamer and he uh, has uh, a roommate who's a, an actor. And the Twitch streamer makes $875,000 a year playing video games on the internet. Uh-huh. 30-something. <laughs> and then there's another one from <clears throat> Youngstown, Ohio. <laughs> uh-huh. This is good. And he... Um, He's dead from a fentanyl. <laughs> <So, laughs> God. No. Oh, my he, God. He's like... Uh, He's wearing like, um, <laughs> you really got it. You really nailed that a portrait of America right there, buddy. You know, I, uh, yeah, I mean, things are, are really fucking, I've been thinking a lot about being old, uh-huh. right? And I am from a small town and I live in the big city and I, uh, recently spent time outside the big city and now I'm back and I've been thinking a lot about this, like kind of extended adolescence that everyone is living in. Yeah. That's our thing. And like my thirties were the shit. My thirties were, I peaked in my thirties. I think I I don't think I've peaked yet. That's fucking crazy. I don't think I've peaked yet. I know you don't think you have. It's coming. You know, in, <laughs> before we started recording, I, 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 I used this metaphor where I said that. Can you um, say the R word again? You can't say the R word again. I didn't say the R okay. word. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I did not say the R word before we were on. Did I? I don't think I said that. Well, what's your metaphor? Uh, so my, my metaphor was that um, moving back to Brooklyn felt like going back to college. Yeah. And You're running Dangerfield. And it, yeah, well, no, because Roddy Dangerfield, if, if I remember correctly, actually had a pretty good time. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I am feeling the sort of like <clears throat> same sad, tragic reality that uh, you can't go back the same way I would feel if I went back to college. Mm, you know, sure. I don't get to be college Eric again because you have a child. Well, I, well, I mean, you're doing not. To be honest with you, you're doing basically the same shit you used to do. You work out all the time. You still hang out with friends and drink beers. Yeah. And you didn't go out that much before. It's true. So. Well, my time at home was more enjoyable before. I can tell you that. Sure. Uh, No, but. um, No, but there was. uh, There was something. I don't know. Pre-pandemic. Like normal life, yeah. I went out pretty frequently, twice a week. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, but uh, 
I, I don't know that like I felt more like this was my place. Yeah. And now I feel like this used to be my place. I think I'm you're living in the, like the worst neighborhood you could live in. Oh, I definitely am. So that has to color it. Yeah. That's definitely really fucking with my shit. Yeah. That neighborhood sucks yeah. so bad. Yeah. If you are listening to this <sighs> and you want to come to New York City, do not come to my neighborhood. Don't There's go to Dumbo. nothing to do in Dumbo. Also, if you're a fan of the show and you're looking, looking for Eric, hang out in Dumbo. You'll see him eventually. <laughs> Yeah, because there's only like four streets in Dumbo yeah. and I walk around them a hundred times a day. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, that's a whole different subject. I do, not, I do not understand what all the tourists are doing in my neighborhood. I don't get it either. There is like some European Fromers guide that everybody has that's like, if you go to the United States, you have to go to Dumbo. Yeah. And then everybody gets to my neighborhood and they look around like, where's all the stuff? Yep. And there's nothing there. It's just boring. There's like a sweet There's a mural. There's a sweet green and my gym. Stay out of both. I mean, there's a, you're underneath the, the bridge. There's a great view. That's kind of it. There you go. That's 30 seconds of your day. <laughs> snap your photo. <laughs> snap. You, you, all you, you get your boyfriend to snap a photo of you doing your two and a half inch vertical leap in front of the bridge. And nice. then, and then you're on your way. Yeah. I had a dream this week that I moved upstate and my friends, my faceless friends in the dream helped me unpack <clears throat> and I was unpacking in this kind of like, you know, the sun was setting a little golden hour kind of vibe in, in the, uh, like sort of like my cabin or whatever it was yeah. upstate. And I was really satisfied. I'm in a, what kind of cabin? <laughs> what was the totally, weather like? Totally normal, nice cabin, not spooky at all. Oh yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> and I was alone. I was living alone upstate and really content. Don't be scared. What, what is that? <laughs> that's the that's the little ghost child that lives in your cabin. Yeah, lives in the closet. Yeah, uh, wears all my clothes. Um, no, that's that was basically the whole dream. That I lived alone upstate and was really happy about it in a haunted cabin. In a haunted cabin, Can and then you I see me? when I okay when I woke up when I woke up I was worried about how I'm going to pay two rents. Which is a cool way to end your dream. Yeah, it's a real concern. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my point is, I feel very content here, but maybe I'll leave soon. I used to be much more worried about leaving um, pre-pandemic, and I'm not at all now. Mm. I, used, I used to feel some urgency to leave, an urgency to change my life, and I don't feel that way anymore. Yeah, that's good. Um, that's sort of in line with what, how I was going to extend that metaphor of going oh, back yeah. to college. Yeah. It's like I went back to college and you're Van Wilder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm Van Wilder? Yes. Okay, that's cool. <clears throat> and you're like, what? This is great. Why would I ever leave? <laughs> and, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so now you just need to find like Tara Reid. I see. To teach you that, that the world great. is actually a much bigger place. Uh, I don't know. I don't mm. actually know if I want that, but... Mm. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Stay in the fishbowl for as long as you can. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so it was it's a very satisfying experience. I don't know I don't know what else I have to say about it, but um yeah, again, I there I'm aware of the like dissonance between <clears throat> youth culture and myself, which we've covered a bit already. Yeah. And the dissonance between like what it means to be single and young and like living your life. Um 
I guess I don't worry about that that much. It's kind of odd to me, not odd, but like a bit of an surprising experience to every woman I go out with talks about freezing your eggs or has frozen their eggs. Well, you're in that window. I yeah. am. And there's this great insurance policy. There's this, I don't want to say myth, but there's this idea of this great insurance policy on our generation that we still have plenty of time. We anxiously oh, yeah. still have plenty of time. Yeah. I'm very curious how that plays out. Yeah. Uh, I can speak to some of that as a dad. Sure. Uh, dad me. And um, no, I'm not, I, I can't dad you, but I have, I have, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I would love to dad you. Um, but, <laughs> um, uh-huh. Uh, but I, I have been thinking about this, uh, a friend of mine who is my same age, just, uh, his wife is pregnant Mm -hmm. and we were talking and he said, yeah, I'm going to be 60 years old at that baby's high school graduation. And I was like, fuck, yeah, I'm going to be 59 at my kid's (laughs) high school graduation. (laughs) Yeah. That's wild. Um, but, but also, so I don't forget this. Um, you're totally right that people think that there's like this freezing the eggs insurance policy Yeah, where it's like, Hey man, I can just freeze the eggs, yep. do a Twitch stream for the next 15 years. And then when I'm ready to commit to real life, I can have that kid yep. <clears throat> as, as someone who, um, my wife and I were very public about the fact that we did IVF mm-hmm. we did a whole podcast about it. Just, I should say, just saying that, do you feel like it's something that you shouldn't be public about? Or should sort of keep under wraps? Uh, I think it's a personal choice. You know, I sure, sure. I, I think that uh, I don't. I I don't think there's anything wrong with it at all. I think it's totally normal. I I don't know. I'm, there are people. I mean, there's people on the right who think that uh, IVF is like in the same wheelhouse as abortion, and that we should be locked up. So. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's not yeah. something I'm talking about. Sure, sure. What <laughs> sure. I am talking about is that. Mm. Uh, uh, as I'm 41, you're 40, I'm 40, 40, uh, you know, people, especially right around this age, especially it's when you get into the 35 and up, Yeah, that's when you start hearing freezing eggs, freezing eggs, freezing yeah. eggs. And like, <clears throat> as someone who's been through the process of IVF, nothing is guaranteed. Like no step of the way is guaranteed. Yeah. So like, I personally know people who are like, oh yeah, we, we froze our eggs. We got them on ice and like, basically we could just pop one out whenever we're ready. And like, there is no guarantee that any one of them are going to be viable. There is no guarantee that each, you know, every one that you're like, okay, let's try this. There's a whole bunch of steps and there's like a point of failure at every step. And I, I feel like it's a, I feel like it's a, almost like a pop culture thing. Like you, like, like a trend? No, not a trend. But I think there is this like misinformation in in uh, culture that like it's as easy as just freeze them and you're good. Mm. Like like uh, my wife is a big fan of Vanderpump Rules, which yeah. is a you know a reality show with yeah. these young, not no longer young people, but sure. they, people who were young working in a restaurant in Hollywood, and like when they all got into their thirties, all the women were like, I'm freezing my eggs, freezing my eggs. Like we're good. I'm freezing my eggs. And, and there is very, very rarely, if ever a discussion of how, um, not guaranteed that that situation is. Yeah. And, uh, 
tell you what, you don't want to be the wet blanket who says that when somebody's like, I'm freezing my eggs. I'm like, you're still rolling the dice. (laughs) Yeah. Well, not just that. Like it's, I understand there's a higher percentage chance uh, to do that versus not versus just aging out of it. Yeah. Um, But you're talking about like the even kind of bigger idea that it's, it's like, this is a, a get out of jail free card for like, to some degree. Yeah. Growing up. <laughs> yeah. Or commitment or like, um, making choices. And I know that's yeah. a male perspective of like, well, women now have the ability to work at this job and they don't have to take time off. I'm very aware of those ideas. Yeah. But- I'm not trying to say what women feel about it at all. I'm, I'm talking about, I specifically know like male, female couples where like the male has expressed to me, Oh, we're good. Like we yeah, got them, yeah. we, we sure. got them on ice sure. and like, we can just kind of like, I guess my, my sit back now. My, what I'm actually saying is, I hope it works out for these people who think it's going to work out for them. Me too. That is my concern. As someone who went through the process and it was not like a straight line yeah. of success, there were failures along the way, and ultimately it succeeded. Uh, I can't, and we didn't freeze anything. We just like went through the IVF process. Yeah. Thinking about what it would feel like to to be like freezing your eggs and telling yourself for five years or however long that like I got that taken care of. Because then at what point do you say to yourself, because you know, say you're a woman who has not frozen her eggs, you hit like 41, 42, you kind of figured I'm probably not going to be able to have kids, you know? No, I mean, I think that uh, it's a much slimmer chance. Yeah. If you haven't frozen your eggs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think that's probably safe to say. So you sort of accept that reality to a certain point. I'm, I'm my, my question is more at one point does a woman in her, what mid forties say it's no longer possible. I don't know. How long do you like allow it to be an option for you? Uh, depends how much money you have, I guess. I guess so. Cause uh, if you're rich, it seems like you can have kids until you're like, do whatever you want. Women have kids when they're like 50 and yeah rich dudes have kids until they're like 90. <laughs> I don't know anyone in my life who has used the frozen eggs yet. I don't know if you have. Uh, not to my knowledge. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I got a boner. Yeah, that's good. That's nice. It's really appropriate. <laughs> right now. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's like, that's tough. And you know, I, uh, having gone through that whole process of, you know, not freezing the eggs, but dealing with eggs and dealing with all, that whole, uh, IVF thing, <clears throat> man, there's just this part of your brain. That's like, man, I don't want to deal with any of this. This is just too much. <laughs> this is just too serious. My, my therapist suggested that I accidentally knock someone up, accidentally knock someone up. Cause she thinks I would enjoy it. I mean, not the act of, but like she thinks I enjoy being a dad and, and sort of has this mentality of like, just, you know, maybe see what happens. I asked her to explain that a little bit more. She's like, I don't want to apply too much logic to this, but I think uh, it makes sense. All right. Wait, wait. <laughs> so your therapist yeah. advised you yeah. to go accidentally knock someone up. Sure. Yes. Fire your therapist. No, no, she's great. No, she's not. <laughs> Are you sure? Is your real therapist like dead and stuffed in a closet? And this is a mental patient who like broke in and exacted revenge by killing her? Her point is I would enjoy, she thinks I would enjoy being a dad. 
Dude, your therapist is fucked. Hold on. She thinks I would enjoy being a dad. Okay. Oh my God. Why is it? Why the intense reaction to that? I mean, why? Why? Why what? Why would she say that? Why do? Why would she? Why she? Why would she say she thinks I would enjoy being a dad? Yeah. Why? Because we talked about it. It's come up. It wasn't just like, hey, I have an idea. It was like part of the uh, topic of the conversation. Yeah, that it was relevant. Was just you have a strong reaction to this. That is crazy. Why? <laughs> Why is that crazy? That is bonkers. No, it's not. People get knocked up all the time. It's you know, it's uh, probably how we both of us are here right now. Was this was this a metaphor? Was this like a no? A, a, no. It wasn't like a thought experiment. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like like go out and try it. It was more. She thinks I would. I don't want to get too into it because it gets too personal. Sure, but like, sure, sure, sure. But she thinks I would enjoy being a dad, and you know, sort of like uh, just allow yourself. Meaning more. The point is more. If that happened, yeah. If you happen to find yourself in that situation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you'd enjoy it. It, just for you know, listeners in the home, Eric just put his beer down. So there is um, disbelief. That is weird. I don't. I don't know. What is that fucking noise? Your dog is eating. Pull, pull, can you take it out of his mouth. Um. Okay. <laughs> I, I took this. the leave. Thank you. Um, why is that weird? Sorry, buddy. Uh, uh, obviously I'm lacking context here, you know, I sure. mean, I'm sure this was part of a larger conversation. It was, but, yeah. Um, uh, I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you would enjoy being a dad or, or large aspects of being a dad. You seem like opposed to the concept of someone enjoying being a dad. I'm not, no, 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 I'm not. Okay. Uh, it's just that like, uh, I, I, I don't I don't know what's what is like striking me as like super insane about that, but it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's the the because yeah, it's a challenging experience for you. Like, I mean, I mean, it's yeah, it's extremely challenging. Sure, but but I I think that uh, I think it's just the sort of the 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 wrapping on this. It's the you know you're saying my shrink told me I should accidentally have a kid because I'd like it. Uh huh. That's fucking, that is a fucking crazy thing for a shrink to say. <laughs> I don't agree. I'm telling you, man. I don't agree. You should look for a hospital bracelet on that woman's <laughs> wrist. <No>. She's great. <laughs> Pay her whatever she asked me for. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I've. There's obviously, you know, missing context here, but yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Anywho. <laughs> Uh, we we had a, a listener, a fan of the show, uh, curious. Um, let me find the question here. I have a question for us. How did you get a question? They email you? DM yes. you? Yeah. 
What we learned during the pandemic. I only get harassed via memes. I appreciate it. I'm glad for that. About that for you. That's what I want for you. I want you to be harassed via memes. Oh, what did we learn during the pandemic? Yeah, that's a question. Um, this is going to be a real dour episode. <laughs> it is a uh, midlife self-help podcast. That's true. I think your dog is upset that the leaf is gone now. He wants to chew on something. Oh. Get him a pig ear. Keep talking. Yeah, keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, what I learned from the pandemic was that... Um, any notion of like some sort of solidarity with humanity and like a greater good and people rising to the occasion is just a fucking myth. That's cool. And everyone is so much dumber than I thought they could possibly be. And everyone is probably just the worst version of themselves. And, um, yeah, I basically lost my faith in humanity during the, uh, (laughs) The pandemic. Is that cool? And that's what I learned during the pandemic. Eric Price lost my faith in humanity. <laughs> I mean, how could you not? Yeah. Uh, did I lose my faith in humanity? That wouldn't be the first thing I'd say. Really? Because people... <laughs> you're saying because people didn't take the shot? People didn't get the vaccine? Is that why? I mean, all of that. <laughs> Everything... Is it vaccine related? Like, like you know, like people not being safe? Is that what you mean? Or The, the vaccine, people being... People like not being able to unify in the face of this, you know, like New Yorkers did huge threat. I mean, yeah, they did. Yes, but yeah. even even now, the booster rates are like seven or eight percent in the city. Still, I mean, come on. Yeah, because we're over it. It's over, man. Not just that. I just mean like, yeah, it's maybe it's seven or eight percent, but like, it's because like we could not. We could not hold back the tidal wave of apathy, so we just let it wash over us. Well, I think a lot of that is political, though. Right, but so isn't shouldn't that also like damage yeah. my faith in humanity? Why is it, why is it political to believe that a fucking virus can kill you? Meaning, like our leaders who people believed in encouraged idiots to think the way they were. Why would you believe in those people? Because they're stupid. I don't know. What do you mean? Right. That just supports what I said. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, it, it, like, you know, I, I've, I've said this before, I think even on the podcast, but like I, I've, you know, I went to Pitt and uh, that's where Jonas Salk like developed the polio vaccine. Uh-huh. He like saved the world. Yeah. Saved humanity. Yeah. And when he was developing the polio vaccine, people were getting in line with their children and volunteering their children to get the shot Mm -hmm. because there were like polio wards in hospitals with kids on these, like in these iron lungs. It was this fucking nightmare. And people were like, individuals were being heroes by standing in line and being like, I will do this to see if it will work. Mm -hmm. And the fact that this guy, like, did it mm-hmm. and like spared everyone from this nightmare, nightmare world. And he was honored like people. I mean, I'm sure that there were people who were like, I'm not doing it because yeah. I, whatever, but like he literally saved the world. And then we have this guy Fauci who like, you know, lived through the AIDS epidemic and was like, 
like spearheading like treatment of, of the AIDS epidemic and then like was the face of this whole thing. And even today they're talking about like, oh yeah, if Trump gets elected again, we're fucking going after Fauci's entire family. We're investigating yeah. everybody. That'd be like if, if fucking Jonas Salk came up with the polio vaccine and then we beat him to death in the street. <laughs> That's where we're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everybody is so fucking dumb that they, everybody thinks that like nothing is real. That's my, that's that's, what I'm convinced. That's the biggest problem. Yes. No one believes that anything is real. There's no like agreed upon reality anymore. Everybody believes that like no matter what happens, they're still going to be able to just like sit down on their couch and watch whatever Netflix show they watch and like everything will just be totally the, like the same. And anybody who tells you something that interrupts your normal day to day is, is the enemy. Well, I think, um, not that this is funny or interesting for our listeners, but, um, I think part of the problem is I'm trying to like, you know, figure out the, the why, the why this happens. Right. And I think if you're in a place like say New York or Youngstown, Ohio, or, you know, middle of nowhere, the way the country operates now, everyone around you feels the same way you do. Mm. Almost, almost entirely. Right. With some exceptions like Pennsylvania, there's some mixing and Arizona, there's some mixing, but if you live in a city, pretty much everyone thinks the same way you do. And if you live in a suburb or like a rural area, pretty much you're saying like politically. Yes. Yeah. It's the, 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 like, breakdown of politics in the United States right now is like urban versus rural. Yes. And so I think part of it is, wait, why is, why do everyone, why does everyone hate this? And why does everyone like this? And people look for other theories to explain why things are happening in the world that they don't understand. Because if things aren't going their way, everyone around them thinks it's supposed to go this way and it doesn't. So there has to be a different reason like they cheated or there's false votes or there has to be another reason why something happened. Yes. That's, that's my, that's my working theory. And so like you just look for other realities because everything around you still makes sense about everyone here loves Trump. All the scientists here for Trump. Every time I log on to Facebook, everybody loves Trump. <laughs> exactly. All of the algorithmically All sorted the news stuff I watch, that I see every single day is supporting that actually makes it worse. Exactly. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I agree. So, you know, how does this not make sense? You know? Yeah. I mean, I think that maybe at some point, maybe at some point in the past, you know, before they did the, uh, before they did away with the, uh, uh, what was that thing? There was some regulation that said like a news news had yeah. to represent both sides, both sides yep. before they did away with that. I think that there was like some hard reality that people would bump up against in yeah, terms right, of like right. information. Right. And now that doesn't exist. It's, exactly. It's completely elastic. Like if you go down one path, that path expands to just like you can go deeper and deeper and deeper. And um, yep. yeah, this is not funny. No. This is bumming. We can make it funny. Everyone. Boy, we can make it funny. I got a booty. There it is. <laughs> Boom. Uh, aces. Um, so I we were going to do... We're gonna do um, top three. How much? How much? How far are we in? Uh, we're at thirty-nine minutes right now. Okay, we do top three. Yeah, we have an idea for that. It's gonna be a real divider here, a real dividing line. Yeah, top three hardcore albums you listen to when you work out, when you yeah. lift weights. <laughs> how 
fucking psyched <laughs> our people to hear about this. Or we can change it to something else now if right. you want. I don't have any ideas. Well, okay. I'm just saying if you don't want to like alienate, <clears throat> I don't know, 75% of the listeners. Um, I think <laughs> that's high. <laughs> okay. Listen, okay. people don't care what we talk about. Sure they do. They're they really just, invested in, in everything we do. They just like to know that we're still alive. Yeah, that's true. They want to know it's still happening and say, hey, that was cool. Yeah. Hey, would you? what was that beep about? Yeah. The reason why Frank wants to uh, talk about hardcore music that we listen to while lifting is because we're going through a bit of a fitness phase over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my uh, triceps are really uh, pumped up right now. Yeah, my whole body hurts so juiced. bad right now. Feeling juiced. I uh, gave me a new tricep workout and it's very effective. Yeah. Did it with a 35 today. Good for you. Easily. I uh, bailed on doing it today. I was mm. going to do it and uh, and I just, I didn't have any gas left in the tank, mm. man. Sorry to hear that. Um, did I tell you about the sauna? You did at, at length. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I went back in today for another, another round. Yep. Uh, I think I'm going to get like Legionnaire's disease in there. Or Probably. Something. It is intense. Yeah. I love a sauna. <clears throat> my, my ideal home has a sauna. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roomies. <laughs> uh, that's really making sense to me. <laughs> All right. You want to be a dad. I want a sauna. <laughs> hmm. uh, <laughs> I want to be less of a dad. You want to be a dad. Uh yeah. Um, we can start a band if we live together for two wow, dads. That would be great. That's really fun. Um, yeah, I've, I've been back in the gym pretty intensely since <laughs> moving back to the city. And uh, I just got lightheaded when I said that. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> That's not supposed to happen. Um, I got I got a lightheaded. I got a little dizzy when I was doing squats today. I was like, yeah, it's working. Yeah. Just don't fall down. It's working. Yeah, I did a, a this week. I I just you know had a lot of aggression or something that I needed to work out. Or so something. I was like yeah. committing myself to really going hard in the gym. Yeah, and uh, I I did a leg workout yesterday, and I then I went in the sauna, and when I was walking back, my eyelids were twitching for like hours. Nice. I really like fucked something up, I, <laughs> and then I I couldn't sleep last night because I was just so sore. Yeah, that's happened to me. Too. And I went back today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's do the uh, top three showdown. Okay. You, you are listening to Frank and Eric's. You're going to feel strong pressure on the prostate gland from inside your rectum. Still gets me every time. Top three showdown. So good. Have you you've had a colonoscopy before? No. Oh, you haven't? I probably should. Thought you did. No. Huh. I've had a finger up there. Yeah. What's the difference? Medically. <laughs> <laughs> For medical purposes. Okay. But never the whole shebang. I see. The finger's, you? En- fingers enough? It was enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> Enough for a professional? Uh, it was, yeah, it was, uh, didn't care for it. <laughs> well, <laughs> what I mean is like you, that's enough of, that's enough of, of an exam. Can you see me? What do you mean enough of an exam? What, what happens? What are they looking for when they put your, the finger in the butt? Um, 
I don't, I don't know. I mean, I like, guess, like pressure or like bumps. I guess like a, it's like a prostate thing, right? No, I know, I know it, it is, no, but like, I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But like, what does it feel like just on your finger? If you, it's a problem, a, a bump. I, I'd have to go to medical school for that. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm an unemployed podcaster. I'm right there. <laughs> That's, that's actually that's what, quite. That's quite good. That's what the doctor said. <laughs> he, he whispers. It. I had to. I, I pulled the little flap on the gown open, yeah. and then like I heard him squirt the thing, and yeah. it was just like, "Take a deep breath." I'm right behind. It's great. It's very good. I got a boner. Yes. Nice. Um, no, I've yet to have it happen. <clears throat> yeah, I, I feel like I, <laughs> I need to. Like I feel like I'm. I'm due. I'm twenty. I'm forty-one. Right? Yeah, Aren't you yeah. supposed to? Every time I go in for I a just physical, never go I'm to the like, fucking doctor ever. Please, no, please, no, please, no, please. Yeah, I never go. Yeah, but I haven't been in for a physical in like three years. Yeah, same. That's when I fell off my bike and I was like, my elbow hurts. He's like, it's fine. And then you know, he made me do the coffin. Look at my balls thing. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I haven't had that since like little league. Oh yeah, this is uh maybe this is I don't know if this this story is a little too personal. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Please. Okay. Uh so one day I um you you sat on your balls, right? Sure. <laughs> so of course. One day I like uh flopped down on the couch and I was like, "Yo, boy." I like, you know, something was misaligned yeah. there when I sat down. And then the next day I was sitting at my desk at my computer. <clears throat> I was like, "Something something feels wrong here. This mm-hmm. is like Something in my, in my nuts, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't feel yeah. correct. Yeah. I'm sorry for the language people. I'm so I'm just nuts. trying, I'm trying to paint. A, <laughs> yeah. Sorry I'm to trying say to nuts. paint a picture, you know? Yeah. So I, uh, I could tell something in my frijoles was <laughs> <laughs> not aligned properly. Uh-huh. And, um, so I Google all twisted up, huh? I Googled, what do I do if my balls hurt? If my beanbag is in pain, yeah. you know, like what happens? And it's, and, and the first Google result was like, well, you know, go in the shower and put yourself through this self-administered test where you, you know, you hold each ball and you feel it. And the shower can just like go in the office bathroom. Well, I mean, I think they're saying, you know, when you shower, it's a convenient time to do it, but you could do it anywhere. Yeah. Parking garage, Whole Foods, whatever you got to (laughs) do. Wherever you are at the moment, yeah, the Apple store. <laughs> I was just there today and I had time to kill. Uh, no, but so you can, you do this anywhere, you know, you, you put your ball in your hand and you sure feel it all around. And if yeah. you feel any irregularities, sure. You're in trouble, right? Right. So I was like, all right, let's just get this out of the way. Okay. Soon as I touch my ball, I feel something wrong. Huh? And I'm like, all right, I'm dying. <laughs> I am this is it. completely fucked. Yeah. Okay. Shit. Yeah. Uh, so um, I was at home. This was when I was still employed. This was a few years ago. And uh, my wife was at work and I did not want to tell her while she was at work of course not. that I was dying of testicular cancer. Of course, cancer. yeah. You let her know in the morgue. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, okay, I need to do something here. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of Tom Green. He had testicular cancer when yep. he was very young. Did. And I was like, okay, this could happen. So I, th- I was a member of One Medical at the time. And so I called One Medical and I was like, something's wrong with one of my balls. I need help immediately. <laughs> like now. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we can get you in 
Did something go wrong? Lost uh, my headphones. Oh, how about that? There it is, yeah. I'm sorry, I was speaking so emphatically that I bumped <laughs> the mute button on your headphones. Okay. I apologize. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> so I, you know, one medical is like, whatever, you can come in tomorrow. So I, my wife came home from work and um, I met her when she was walking up the street from the, from the train. She was like, hey, how's it going? And I started crying. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to freak you oh out. Oh my God. <laughs> But something is very wrong. So you haven't even been to the de- the doctor yet. You're just having a fucking meltdown. No, no, no. Jesus. I hadn't been to the doctor yet. Get it together. I yeah. thought I sat on my balls, yeah. but I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, no. So, um, and she's like, okay, holy shit. This is, <laughs> Fuck, you're a this mess. This is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you're a problem. Fuck. <laughs> I was trying to relax tonight. Um, <clears throat> so uh, the next day. Did you make her go with you to fucking one medical? She came to the doctor with me. Fucking come on, dude. What? Just go to yourself. Drive your own pussy ass to the doctor. <laughs> Get your balls looked at. It's my wife. So we're what? married. She's got know? shit to do. She's, She's got, got a fucking a work. vested interest in the health of my, my sure. balls. Yeah. So I um so we went to the doctor and uh it's a different doctor, but yeah, one medical they can just sort of like move you to a different practice, you know, sure. somewhere else in the city. Uh, so we go in, she comes in with me, and the doctor's like, you know, it's probably not a big deal, but yeah. let's just, you know. Then we just really look at your balls. Take off all your clothes, put on this, <laughs> put on this, uh, you know, thing. Yeah. And, uh, and then we'll have you come, you know, my wife is in the room. We'll have you come behind this curtain and I'll, I'll get down there, give you the old, how's your father and tell you what's yeah. going on. Right. Yeah. So, um, so are you in like stirrups? <laughs> no, you I'm like just spread eagle. No, I'm just standing. <laughs> I'm, I'm standing like the Captain Morgan guy with my Got it. my foot up on the doctor's stool, sure. right on her thigh. <laughs> <laughs> and the doctor's below you. <laughs> yeah. I see. Uh, no, so uh, I'm standing there, and she's like, "Okay, you know, like take a deep breath or whatever." Yeah. <laughs> and she starts, you know, uh, examining my. She's like, "Why are you erect?" <laughs> She, you know, I thought it would be a lot bigger. Uh, no, she, she was. Um, she's like, okay, oh, oh, hmm, yeah, that's interesting. And are you crying already? <laughs> Just fucking sobbing. I'm, I'm like shaking. Like I can barely <laughs> stand up. I'm like, don't tell me my balls are interesting right now. Um, and she's like, okay, um, we're gonna need to have someone else look at this surgeon. Uh, we're going to need to have you do a, uh, an MRI nice. or not an MRI, um, a, uh, like a, I don't know, some kind of scan. <laughs> sure. And I'm like, okay. She's like, we are sending you to a clinic on the other side of town over to the West side. They put like the gel in your balls. And it's, it's yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's like, you're going right now. Nice. And I'm like, whoa. Oh, She's like, you need to walk out the door from here and get over there. And when you get them, give them your name. You're going to be taken right in. And I you was just, like, did you start crying? I'm like, oh, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> but, but then we ended up getting there early and we went out for Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> Not a real emergency. And the whole time I'm like, I can't taste any of this. Yeah. I'm dying. Uh-huh. So <clears throat> we go in and my wife is in the room. Lights are dim, and uh, this woman comes in who His is wife the, is like on her phone the whole time. She's like, This is not a problem. Yeah, I mean, she's like pretty bored with this whole situation, <laughs> assumes it's going to be fine. Yeah. I am like fully staring at the fucking Grim Reaper yeah. in the eyes. Yeah, and <laughs> I am like, 
Uh, yeah, it's horrible. It's yeah. like fucking flatliners. Yeah. The kid in the fucking <laughs> in the red hoodie is yeah. chasing me around the room. It's terrible. So I, this woman comes in and she is not unlike the Ukrainian dental hygienist we yes. have at uh, Doctor Gold's office. Don't love her. I love her. I know. I know. You she's do. got that gruff bedside manner, yes. if you will. And she comes in and she's like, "All right, you know, fucking get your clothes off, put on this." Yeah. stupid smock and lay down and get your feet in the stirrups lady <laughs> spread your spread your balls for me <laughs> yeah spread your balls out the best you can little bitch and she squirts this jelly all over my balls <laughs> <laughs> and has this wand Did it feel good at all? no the whole thing is fucking <laughs> terrible and she's got this wand and she's like, she's like why are you erect? smushing my balls around all over the place with this Sounds wand kind of cool yeah you know just <laughs> you pay good money for that yeah certain um, part of town yeah and uh, my wife is in the room. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, she finishes what, what up. What an experience. Yeah. She finishes up. And are you totally nude while she's doing this? Um, I have like one of those like sort of papery gowns Got on. Got it. Yeah. Uh, but when you're a six, eight guy. Yeah. It's not too much. It's like at your nipples. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, you know, she's a. Your little baby doll dress. You know, yeah. smushing back yeah. and forth, up and down, left and right. And she's like like clicking and turning <laughs> dials and all kinds yeah. of shit. <laughs> and then um and then she's she's done. And she's like, Okay, I'm gonna go, you know, talk to the doctor, give yeah. my report to the doctor. She like takes a wad of paper towels and she's like <laughs> you wipe your balls up. <laughs> she's like here you can wipe clean yourself off yeah and I'm like okay and i'm like yeah. wiping my balls off pathetically yeah and um and i'm like visibly like upset sure. you know and 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 i'm like so did it look like yeah bad and she was like i'm really not supposed to say anything yep. but it's nothing you're fine <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh my god are you serious? And she's like, yeah, I'm not supposed to say anything, but you're, you're totally fine. Just yeah. relax, stay here. And they went and got the doctor and they were like, yeah, it's just some sort of like minor weird infection that happens sometimes. It'll, you're going to take some antibiotics and it'll be gone in a few days. And it was. <laughs> and then fast forward a few months, I hadn't told anyone about this. Yeah. And I was out for a beer with a friend and you know, we we're having some real talk and I was like, I got to tell you about this really weird thing that happened. And I told him, he was like, yeah, same thing happened to me a year ago. Huh? Yeah. He was like, thought I was going to die for a whole day. Whoa. <laughs> so. That's cool. Yeah. Be careful out there, you know? Check your balls. That's what I'm saying. Check your balls, but you're probably fine. It was a wild ride. Yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah, I've never had my balls uh, examined that way. It's Not by uh, choice, anyway. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Um, so hardcore bands. Top three hardcore albums you listen to while lifting weights. Yeah, want to go first? Uh, do do we are we doing them in a in a particular order? Whatever you want. Well, I don't know that I can really put them in order of importance, okay. but I <clears throat> it it is really important that I listen to hardcore when I lift. Yeah, Sam. I really try to amp myself up to a. Uh, Frenzy of rage. <laughs> it's very healthy. Yeah. It's a healthy mental space. I'm not trying to, when I'm in there, I'm not trying to improve myself. When people are like, yourself. 
when people are like, Hey, are you using that bench? I'm like, what <laughs> <laughs> the fuck did you say to me? Oh no, 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 I'm not using that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm listening to the soundtrack of a murder here, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, just the one that I've been going <laughs> back to recently, I sent you this one, uh, or yeah. a text, um, because this, funny. this one really does it for it's me. It's like hyper bro hardcore. Yeah. Uh, this is Oblivion's Peak by Knocked Loose. Mm. Knocked Loose is like a big hardcore band right yeah, now, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Where um, are they from? Uh, Kentucky. Huh. Uh, so... They're, they're just like really great kind of like nineties throwback stompy hardcore, but they are the type of hardcore that I maybe enjoy the most. Sorry for burping straight into the microphone. No, it's fine. Um, that's usually what you do. Yes. I, did, I, I was apologizing to you. For, <laughs> Thank you. Don't steal my bit. <laughs> uh, I like my hardcore to be, I like, I like it to be, I need breakdowns. Yeah. I need the squealies. So yep. I need like a do do week and I need the singer to be like 75 pounds <laughs> and like a white middle-class kid from the suburbs who's screaming at me about <laughs> honor and like, yes. and, and like fighting for what I believe integrity. In. Yeah. And also friendship. Yeah. That's it. And, and I need him to be like, <laughs> like I need, I need him to be saying things like, like fucking watch me yeah. fucking like you son of a bitch. <laughs> Fucking look what I'm about to do. Like I need him to be like fucking screaming, threatening you, threatening me (laughs) as the listener of the song. I want him to have a very combative relationship with me. Got it. Do you like, um, uh, something war modern life is war. Uh, I haven't gotten super into them. I have listened to jams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my first one is a band called folly. They're from New Jersey. Um, they're known to be a ska core band. Ska core. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so their first couple albums have like, uh, it's a hardcore song. And then like, I don't know where there's like a ska part and then it goes back into hardcore. It's kind of hard to explain. I'm going to give this a try. Like up picking, but I sent you this record too. And you liked it. This album does not, there's an EP they released right before they broke up in 2008. Um, they're now back together, but, um, this EP is just straight hardcore, no ska parts, and it fucking rips. Huh. Uh, I need plenty of breakdowns as well. I'm down for some squealies. Yeah. But also, I don't give a fuck what the singer's saying. I don't really want to know what he's saying or understand his voice as a human voice. I want it to be like a texture of just like okay. high pitch, just like scrape, destroying his vocal cords screaming. Yeah. Like I wanted to find, I wanted to sound terrifying. Yeah. I have like like, relentless. I have a few, there's like a a couple characters. I like the lead singer to play. Yeah. Like in this case, I obviously the, the, you know, 75 pounds soaking wet sort of high voice screaming hardcore lead singer. He's the antagonist. (laughs) <laughs> he's the guy who's like he's the guy in the parking lot who will not shut up until someone punches him <laughs> and that gets me yes. off <laughs> yeah like he he sings the entire song yeah you know? yeah he doesn't yeah. take a break from screaming he's the kind of guy that like gets all of his friends beat up <laughs> you know what i mean like he will not stop yeah. running his mouth yeah that i like that. that i like that energy <laughs> <laughs> so that's one of the energies that i enjoy yeah yeah <clears throat> the other one of the other energies that i enjoy oh, yeah what's your number two my number two is uh 
by the band Dope Throne. I don't know them. Uh, they're a stoner metal band from oh, yeah, Canada. Yeah, they're good. Um, Scum Fuck Blues. Wow. They are, <laughs> their whole thing. That's a, that's a lot of words. Yeah. Dope Throne. They're just scum like fuck, yeah. riffy, like riffy, yeah, yeah. sludgy metal. Mm-hmm. And all their songs are about like how badass it is to drink and smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, and then they, they use samples of like Charles Manson talking oh and like these old, um, like PSA reels from the fifties about how like you shouldn't let your daughters go to like jazz clubs and like hang Ooh. out with like the seedy side of society. And they're just like, they really cultivate this image of like, we're evil. Sure. We're fucking monsters. Yeah. Like we fucking love destroying ourselves. And I really like that energy in the gym too. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I like to look at myself in the mirror and be like, I am a ghoul. I am a fucking <laughs> monster. All you people here are healthy people who want to be healthy and live longer. And I am a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I die as soon as possible. <laughs> I hope I finish this set and fucking drop dead. And freak out everybody. <laughs> I notice, like, I go to the same gym every day, and I know you're gonna feel fine about this, but like, I notice that everyone else there is friends, but me. Uh huh. <laughs> do you do you have that? Experience? Yeah, I've seen people like talking and stuff, and I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, I can tell these people that know each other, but they're all friends, and I'm like, yeah, we're <clears throat> we're not friends. No, I, and I also like, I'm not as hateful as you in the gym but i guess i don't give off like positive energy either i don't i'm not like i'm only hateful in my head sure sure and i'm mostly hateful toward myself if we're being serious (laughs) i'm just hateful at my reflection what i mean is i think you give off an off-putting energy is my guess yeah i don't think anybody wants to hit the juice bar with me right right and i'm wondering if i'm giving off the same energy that's all you might be yeah yeah I mean, I, I'm living in like, have you ever just like had your batteries and your headphones die or something in the gym or like your, your earbuds fall out and you realize that everybody around you is in a completely different world. Yeah, totally. And you're like, Oh my God, you're listening to like upbeat. Yeah. You're listening to like an upbeat remix of a share song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like at war right now. I'm fucking like fully freaking out. Yeah. And Jamie Josta from Hatebreed is, is <laughs> He's just right there with you, cheering me on. <laughs> He's applauding me with all seven fingers. Uh, my second album is a another Jersey band, uh, a band called Dillinger Escape Plan. Oh yeah, and they're known as like a math metalcore band, extremely technical, extremely brutal and harsh. So good, really. Again. Uh, I think the um, uh, the singer, uh, sorry, the guitar player who founded the band, this guy Ben something, uh, talks a lot about how much he hates people and uh, has a pretty intense like anti uh, antisocial vibe to him. Mm-hmm. And their live shows are extremely violent. Apparently, uh, like they would go into the crowd and like swing their guitar and just hit their own face <laughs> with their guitars. Which sounds super fun. You like my music, you loser? Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But uh, the first record, I don't even remember what it's called. 
is uh, Calculating Infinity is a real ripper. Really, really good album. Yeah, that was a huge album when I was in college. Huge. Yeah, yeah huge. Lots of breakdowns. Yeah, I love a breakdown. Man. Yeah, really rips. Uh, my last one, I mean, the the king daddies of, of gym music for me, Boys mm-hmm. in the Well. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to say. Those vocals really, really slap for me. Yeah, you just, the trick is not listening too closely to what they're saying. Yeah, because the lyrics aren't great. No, the lyrics are a little too emo. Yeah. And bordering on incel <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, but just the energy, mm-hmm. the the rage. I remember going to see them when, uh, uh, what album was that? Uh, not Tear from the Red. What was the... Oh, um, the one that's got like the guy with the flower. Oh, uh, I forget what it's called. You uh, you come before you. Yeah, I yeah. saw them on that tour, and the lead singer had the thickest fucking neck I've ever seen. Yeah, Derek something. Yeah, that was a fucking ripper of a show. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I recommend listening to Sticks and Stones Never Made Sense. Yep. When you're uh, really digging deep, because the breakdown at the end of that is fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Um, for my last one, uh, it's a bit, uh, it's a bit off, but it still falls in line. Like there's a good amount of breakdowns, still some like pretty jamming beats. It's a uh, Janet by Janet Jackson. Um, oh, yeah. that's, it's one of my, it's really one of my jams. Yeah. Uh, some of the tracks are really good. Uh, that's the way love goes. That's a good one. Uh-huh. Uh, be a good boy. That's one of my favorites. Yes. Gym. Um, go on miss Janet. That's also a good one. Yeah. So. Because of love, love part two, a lot, of, a lot of a lot of slap, a lot of jams in here, you know. Yeah. So, that's my that's my third. Okay. Remember that cover? Oh yeah, so Holy hot, shit. so hot, like oh destroyed my me. God. <laughs> like the holding her, someone else is holding oh her breast. I just just can't even look at it. I, I I experienced a full body boner. When I saw that. <laughs> my entire it was too challenging. My entire body was an erogenous zone. Yeah, I, I, uh, no, I can't handle it. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah, that's what I listen to when I bench press. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to Sugar Ray. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so that, that's our podcast, I suppose. Yeah. Um. I'm sure you all took notes. Uh, I think we should have some guests on. Ah, just gotta find those guests. I guess. <laughs> That's my feeling. If you want us to interview people, uh, have some recommendations of who or what kind of person and experience. To me, it's more of an experience idea. Not like I'm not going to interview like Steve Bannon or anything. We're going to interview like someone who uh, I don't know lost a hand in a, mach- <laughs> yeah, in a machinery. <laughs> Hey, hey, guy! Uh, this is Carl from Youngstown, Ohio. <laughs> Lost his hand in a thresher. <laughs> Carl, what's yeah, that sure, like? I'll light that smoke for you, Carl. What's going on, uh, Carl? You can't drink your beer and talk on the microphone at the same time. I know that, but uh, a yeah. guy from my hometown or near my hometown uh, was frozen in the middle of the night and died because oh, he was drunk. Yeah, he got drunk and fell into a snowbank, and then Jesus they were able to Christ. revive him like hours later and he's one of the only people that survived being frozen that long. What the fuck? So we can interview him probably. I'd love to. <laughs> sure there's some brain damage there, isn't there? I would think so. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Um I I was watching something recently and like part of the plot line is the dad 
froze himself to death because he's a drunk. And that happened to like two different kids in like the movie or something. That's not familiar. No. Like, oh yeah, my dad my dad also froze was a drunk. And we'll lay, yeah, he laid on the roof, he was drunk, and then fell asleep and froze himself to death. Damn. Was that a dream I had? I don't know. Maybe you should write it. Yeah. That was a screenplay that like came to you. <laughs> exactly. An angel whispered it in yeah, your ear. And while it's you were me. Sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> I die on the roof. Um, my family inside. I've been watching uh, some highlights of intervention Man, on YouTube. You watch the darkest shit. I do. You, you, <laughs> I do. You love watching humanity suffer. Um, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but I like a I like a underdog story. You know, I like when uh, you know there's no way this guy's gonna stop huffing paint. But do you care that he stops huffing paint? It feels good at the end when do I find you? out. Yeah. I don't believe it's going to last. I mean, but like, that's not why you watch it though. You watch no. it because you want to watch him be a horrible garbage person, right? Who yeah. loves pain. I mean, that is the spectacle of it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Your whole family's here. You suck. Yeah. Compared to you, I'm pretty physically fit, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess I'm not a loser, huh? <laughs> Everything's working out just fine for me. I'm going to send this to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the show. <laughs> We're old. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right. If, you, if, you got any, if you got anybody you want us to interview, let us know. <laughs> got your lots of hand in the pressure. That's Have funny. my... <laughs> Have my people reach out to uh, <clears throat> your people. Yeah. Okay. All right. Stay positive. <laughs>